We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up the Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Light Years Podcast, December 9th. Oh no, actually, this is gonna be released on December 10th. Andy, how you feeling? We got we got an official Warriors game this weekend. Saturday night, you know. I know Sam has no life. He'll be watching it. Um, he'll be glued to the TV. I may or may not be watching it, but I will be <sighs> recording. Yeah, I know. Sam is disgusted. I will be recording. If you're you not know- if you're not gonna be live tweeting Juan Toscano Anderson playing 25 minutes, what are you even doing? <laughs> Anthony Slater this morning on Warriors Plus Minus. I, I honestly, Anthony Slater to me feels like of like the big media, like big media. I'm talking about like they actually cover the team has like the best post because he tweeted today that or he said today that the Warriors fans have never looked more excited or never sounded more excited. And I feel it, Sam. Like I've never like for a team that's not the favorite to win the championship. I feel like this fan yeah, base they're middle is the, of the most pack ex- team. Yeah. The, mo- the most excited fan base that there is in the entire NBA, by far. I think so, and I have a few theories why. That's a great point. Um, one, we haven't seen them play since March. <laughs> Two, 
they were completely humbled last year. So we haven't seen Steph play in 13 months. Like that's a long time to not watch one of the best players of a generation and easily the most exciting player, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing better than watching Steph Curry get hot. Um, And then third, even when they're winning and competing for titles, the last like year and a half was a little bit of a drain. Like you take that drain, but like it's, you know, will KD leave? Will he not? Like it's, it just feels like last year there was an optimism because the roster was terrible this year. It's not that the roster is great. It's that it's interesting and you still have Steph Curry. Who's one of the best players ever. Yeah. I mean, the regular season was stale for a year, like a year and a half. Like you just said, it's, it's like you get a hot girlfriend, y'all break up. She was hot. Now you have a new girlfriend, but you don't know where, you don't know where it's going to go. You know, what's going to happen. Y'all might have sex. Y'all might not, you know, first date, second date, who knows? But like genuinely it's the excitement is that you just, we just don't know what's going to happen, but we know it's not going to be bad. Like we know that the Warriors are not going to be a lottery team like a top five, top 10 lottery team, unless guys get hurt. So if guys right. are healthy, which they are right now, I mean, outside of Wiseman and, and Draymond, but they should be back. This team should be fun to watch. Like, And we don't know like how they – so we're watching these clips of, of Wiggins and Oubre run the floor, Eric Pasco run the floor, and it's like, Sam, when was the last time we saw a team this exciting? Like a year and a half, like you just said, a year and a half. Two, two years. Two years. Much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a different vibe. Um, it feels like they're starting something. Um, I, you know, I'm not under any sort of illusion that they're going to contend for a title. Um, but they have a chance to start building something that can get there. Right. So I, I'm just excited. Also, it's been just way too long since we watched Steph Curry. I'm sure it's going to be rust at first, but once it gets going, it'll be pretty cool. We don't have, we also don't have uh, Steve Kerr or the players really like everything's great. Everything sounds great. I think training camp, everybody is always the real sounds NBA. great. Yeah, but we don't have that. We don't have that. I think that's been said many times, but genuinely we don't have that because, you know, as Steve, Steve Kerr, as much as, you know, I make fun of him or anyone makes fun of him, is a, is a smart motherfucker. So he knows. Like, that team was going to be terrible. We can say partly that they're terrible because he did a terrible coaching job, but he seems genuinely excited, right? This scheme that they're throwing out, the pace stuff, seems like it's going to be fun to watch at the very least. So, I mean, it's, it's all. Yeah, I mean, Kayvon Looney said today, we're long and we're fast. The energy is a lot different. And, you know, everyone's kind of reiterated this, uh, how the energy level is different around the team this year. <laughs> There's not like some belief that they're the favorites or anything, but it's like, how many guys do they have on the wings with seven plus foot wingspans? I think I counted six. I mean, you got, you got Bazemore, you got Wiggins, you got Oubre, you got Pascal, you got Draymond. Um, you got even Wanamaker's get long the as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just talking on the wings. Oh, yeah. And it's a very interesting team. Obviously, at the center position, you got Looney, you got Wiseman, you got Marquise Chris. They're all long. They're, well, minus Looney. They're all athletic. <laughs> but it's a, it's a fun team. It, to me, it just has We Believe vibes to it. Yeah, it it does to me as well. Except I think they're going to be better, um, just because they have Steph Curry. We believe had had great players, but not not they didn't have Steph Curry. And you know we'll we'll get the predictions at some point here. But um, I know this team just reminds me of team. Just get a five seed, get a four seed. I mean, hell, get a six seed, and they'll be in prime position to make it to the Western Conference Final. So I think that's where people are 
like straddling the line between, you know, really excited and just thinking, man, this team might have a shot at it. And th- and that's all you really want, man. Like I, that's all you like. Clay Thompson is out. Like it's been like a what three weeks, four weeks since Clay Thompson uh, tore his Achilles. Yeah, it sucks, but you know it is what it is. You got to yep. keep moving. Um, let's uh, let's start with Wiseman and Draymond. By now, it's basically confirmed that they got COVID. Um, we kind of assumed as much on last week's pod. I, it wasn't very hard to connect those dots. Um, but it sounds like Wiseman is closer to being able to play than Draymond. Wiseman is sitting and watching practice. He's just not allowed to practice. Draymond's still not allowed in the facility. That could be as simple as Wiseman tested positive two days before Draymond. Um, because the 12-day process from when you test I mean, it starts with the day you test. So if Wiseman got tested for it on, let's say, Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, obviously he's going to be farther along than, let's just say, if Draymond tested positive on Sunday, right? It could be that. It could be something more. But uh, I don't want to speculate on that sort of stuff because it's, you know, it's health and everything. I think what is interesting, though, is uh, it kind of puts Wiseman behind the eight ball. Yeah, Wiseman is screwed. Um, there's no way he's making an impact for the first month. For the first month, for the first, I would say for the first month. It, it, it's Draymond. I don't think it matters, right? Like, who cares if he sits out? He sits out. He can literally sit all the way out until the game day, and as long as guy, he stays in shape. Yeah. If the guy wasn't in shape already, he's not going to be in shape. Exactly. And if he's in shape, then he's going to stay in shape. I mean, that's just mentally where he's got to be at. And you know, here's hoping that he spent the off season actually getting in shape. If he didn't, well. It's not good for the Warriors. I do think he was in decent shape uh, coming into this, so it's unfortunate he caught it on the, you know. Nah, he's still on the bike. Yeah, he's still on the bike. Come on, he's still on the sauna. He's still in the sauna. Um, (laughs) Racing Sam on, what's it called, the Peloton. Um, It does suck for Wiseman because... Yeah, Draymond, follow me. I want to race you on Peloton. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, as you can imagine, if you're a 19-year-old rookie center, it doesn't matter. 19-year-old rookie point guard, small forward, doesn't matter, right? You just got to learn the stuff. And it's not like the Warriors or the Houston Rockets. It's where you can put Daniel House in the corner. You don't really got to learn to do much. And then on defense, you know, you just switch off of – uh, you know, you just switch on to whoever James Harden is guarding because he's not guarding anyone, right? Like, it's not a simple scheme on either side of the ball. And really watching it doesn't really help. Like, it doesn't really help unless Wiseman is this. Like, I mean, it's better than not watching it. It's, but yes. <laughs> yeah. But, it, like, it, it doesn't because he's too young to even understand what's going on. And it's a whole different story when you actually have to play the game. So it sucks. I honestly don't know how much it matters, though, Sam. I didn't think he was going to make a big impact anyway. So maybe it just pushes it out a month. If Kevon Looney's actually healthy, like like Steve Kerr is saying, then I don't think it matters. Yeah, I mean, I'm just – we all want to see him. He's a big part of the Warriors' future, be it, you know, the center of the future or as a trade chip. Like, I think you and I both believe the Warriors can still contend before Steph retires. A lot of that is going to be tied to Wiseman and this Minnesota Wolves pick, right? So um, beyond the fact that, you know, he's a talented player, like we're all really excited to watch him. So it's, it's kind of a bummer that everything's going to get pushed back with him. But end of the day, we'll, you know, it's not a big deal in three months, right? Yeah, that, that's my thought as well. I also, there's some stuff going around where it's like drafting James Wiseman. Actually, you know what? We're not even going to get into it. I think it was the right pick. And, you know, here, hope, hopefully he gets healthy. I think the last piece here before we move on is that um, 
you hear some stories about players, uh, both in football and the NBA, that have had uh, after effects of getting COVID. Right. Um, more often than not, it seems like that's not the case, but it seems like maybe there's a small percentage chance. So hopefully that doesn't happen to Draymond or James Wiseman. Yeah, I mean, that's we should have started with that. But um, th- that's my first thought, too, especially for bigger guys. You know, seven feet tall, you come with some health complications. Mm. Draymond's short for an NBA player, but he's, you know, six, seven, that's tall for a normal human. So um, I hope that neither of them have serious complications and they just kind of go the route of the vast majority of pro athletes who've been kind of like, yeah, you know, it was like I had the flu, right? Asymptomatic, not really feeling the substance, but we, we don't know. Yeah. So it's scary until we know. And so, you know, fingers crossed everyone's cool. With that said, although Andy plays a medical professional on the timeline and Oh, uh, <laughs> not not this time. Not this time. Not when, not when, not when something's. Uh, before we get on, uh, let me do a couple of reads here, and then and then we'll finish the regular podcast, regular light years podcast for this week. All right, Bet Online. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win the season. You got game spreads, totals, team player and coaching props. You're not even talking just NFL. You're talking basketball, right? Um, Bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. I would bang the Warriors over, as we talked about on last week's podcast with Dieter Kurtenbach. Head to Bet Online today. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire, betonline.ag. You guys know what it is. Blue Wire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical, unless you are hiring Ellen Smilik each. Actually, that's pretty critical. They fucked that up royally. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates and quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment and flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. So now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates uh, whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Best offer available anywhere. Go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Should we hit on Smiley real quick? (laughs) Please, by all means. It's your guy. It objectively not my guy. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to start on this. So apparently we are haters, and by we, I mean me. I, I was... I don't like it either, but please keep going. Yeah, I'm just more uh, honest about it on the timeline. Yes, you keep yes. it to the podcast. You're the pro. Deep down, people, you know, people, people assume you are the clown and I am the pro, but it's kind of the opposite. I think we oscillate <laughs> on a <laughs> weekly basis. We just take just trade places nonstop. Okay, I know the the regular listeners understand this, but for those who haven't heard the show, I'm just going to sum this up. 
it has nothing to do with Smiley. It has everything to do with me questioning the organization. Let's run through the Smiley pick. Smiley was, they traded two second round picks for him. Did any other team have him ranked as a draftable player? No. What's worse is they go on a media tour talking about how smart the, you know, Kent Lakob and whatever is for scouting him in the third division of Serbia. No evidence he can play whatsoever. It reminds me of like the Raiders hyping up overdrafted players. Like I've, I'm, I've watched the Raiders my whole life. I've seen them just continually draft guys like Darius Hayward Bay and Cleland Farrell and whoever it may be and pretend they're better than they are. And it also reminds me of like the San Francisco Giants, like, oh, Andrew Susak's the future. Steven Duggar's going to be good. Meanwhile, for some reason, they're not in Baseball America's top 500. Maybe everyone's wrong or maybe you just don't know what you're doing. Um, so for me, it, it just, it, it, it makes me worrisome. And my last thing is like, people say, well, the Warriors have been really successful. Who built the teams who were successful? Jerry West, not here. Travis Schlenk, not here. So why should I believe that, you know, the owner's sons know what they're talking about with scouting and what's more obnoxious. I'm just going to point this out to you, Andy, since I'm on like a long rant right now. Who was their best rookie last year? Eric Pascal. Made all rookie team. Have you seen a single article about Pascal? No. Nope. Nope. But we still get these smiley propaganda pieces for no reason whatsoever. I mean, and we, we also get ta- Jordan Poole, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's just, it's just, it's just kind of weird. Like I would think they would be hyping up Eric Pascal, but whatever. So end of the day, if a smiley busts, he's busts, whatever. But like the whole like hyping him up thing when he hasn't shown anything and uh, it's not clear that he was necessarily the smartest decision. We've had like six different people on the podcast basically allude to the fact that they thought it was hilarious. The Warriors did that. And like, it was kind of a running joke around the league. You know, it happens. It's not a big deal, but like, it's not a positive sign. Our podcast is called the Light Years Podcast because Joe Lacob once said the Warriors are light years ahead of everyone. This and and they were because of you know few things. Not, and I'm not ranking them, but number one, Joe Lacob, he's willing to hire the right people and, and put the people around him and listen to him. Right? He wanted to keep. He wanted to trade for Kevin Love. They said no, and so he kept Clay Thompson. Uh, number two, he hired Steve Kerr, um, and Steve Kerr, one of the best coaches at maximizing talent that they had, and then. And then they got lucky with Steph Curry because Steph Curry's amazing. So, and, and then Steph Curry recruited Kevin Durant. Draymond recruited Kevin Durant. The culture here recruited Kevin Durant. And I think all of that came together, and, and he was able to say he's light years of everyone, uh, ahead of everyone. The problem is when you start to believe that you're light years of every, ahead of everyone, <laughs> you start to do things just to say that you're light years ahead of everyone. To and prove how and smart you are. To prove how, exactly. And to me, like that article that whoever, I think Connor wrote, uh, uh, the team that was... Shout out Ke- Connor, the best investigative journalist in the world. Yeah, he, he, he is great. <laughs> uh, saying that they went to like an empty gym in Germany or whatever to scout a guy, that to me just reeks of an organization that just wants to say, hey, look, hey, 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 look at us. Look, look at us. We're, we're, we're scouting this guy in the middle of nowhere. Um, like we're in a Rocky Three film. And we're going to pick this guy up, right? And he's going to be, he's going to be amazing. 
And it's like, dude, he's in an empty gym and there's no other scout there because he sucks. That's that's why. That's why you don't have to prove to us that you're geniuses. You guys are winners already. So, um, yeah, I think your point is well taken. I think it's not that these guys are losers or anything like that. It's like, why do you go out of your way to want to prove to us that you're light years? Why don't you just do it? <laughs> and then we'll acknowledge that when it happens. Yeah, exactly. So that's it. I mean, I don't want anyone to think I have anything against Smiley. He seems like he's trying really hard and like maybe he becomes a player, but I, I The the whole thing around him just reeks of bad organizational vibes, and I'd rather avoid it. But we're going to move this forward. We're going to get to more positive stuff. Um, Not even positive, just more relevant stuff. (laughs) Um, I would be hard-pressed if we didn't talk about this today. So at Buck's practice, someone asks uh, Giannis if – He's going to sign the extension. As you know, he has until the 21st, the day before the season starts, to sign the extension. Giannis basically basically says, we are, you know, I have not thought about, or here he goes, I'm not focused on that, says my agent is handling the discussions. So basically deflects the extension talks, which kind of spits in the face of what everyone in the media was saying two weeks ago about how, you know, they're optimistic he's going to sign it. He may sign it, but right now we're, what, 12 days away from the deadline and he hasn't signed. Sam, Sam, how do you think the discussions are going? What, what, do, you, what do you think goes on in these negotiations? If you're, if you're yeah, honest. Do, do you think the Bucks are not offering him the max? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's, it seems to me he might want to play it out. And it seems to me like it's a red flag. And I don't know, man. I, I, I guess we gotta I guess I gotta ask you this. What do the Warriors need to do to make sure that they are on the list of teams? Not just on the list, sorry, the top of the list. I don't care if they're on the list. They're gonna be on the list. What do the Warriors need to do to be the team that gets Giannis should he not sign that extension? James Wiseman better get cleared of COVID as soon as possible. And James <laughs> Wiseman better look like Chris Bosh as soon as possible. I joke, but it certainly would go a long way. Shea Gilgis Alexander is my biggest example of someone that got drafted, looks incredible. He's not a superstar, won't ever be a superstar. But if you're going to trade. Very good player. Very good. If you're going to trade for someone and you can tell, you could tell Milwaukee right now, we're going to give you your center of the future and you can draft Jalen Suggs. <laughs> or Jalen Johnson, and he could be your wing or of the even future. Jalen Green, or Jalen, just you so can many have Jalen's, any of them, and you can have your starting center and your starting wing slash guard, whatever of the future. For and and you can get off of Giannis. You, you don't have to lose him for anything. That would be the best case scenario. Maybe other teams can offer him more, but I think that would be what the Warriors would have to give. And then, and then the salary stuff, you just match the salary stuff somehow, you know, give them, give them Draymond. <laughs> so for me, I think the bigger thing is, so the Warriors are at a disadvantage here because they, they can't get under the cap. So Giannis going to have to like force a trade. Like he can go to Toronto because they have cap space. He can go to Dallas because they have cap space. I'm just picking two random teams. He could also go to Charlotte because they probably have cap space, but like, my point is, if he wants to go to the Warriors, he has to be like vigilant about wanting to go there. So for me, the thing that matters the most is Steph Curry. I think we forgot about how magnetic Steph is. And 
I don't think the Warriors need to contend for a title. I think Steph just needs to stay healthy, show everyone how fun it is to play with him, get to the second round of the playoffs, and then all of a sudden Giannis will be like, so they got to the second round without me. Imagine what we can do with me and Steph and Clay coming back in a reduced role and that sort of thing. That like I think the Warriors only hope at getting Giannis is related to Steph. And but to be fair, that's always been the case. Wait, okay, so you're saying then not the I mean, maybe he signs the max anyway, it doesn't matter because if he asks out, he asks out. But maybe then it would be a one and one or a two year like he would or a sign to, and trade. Okay. He would have to sign something. He can't just not sign anything. There's no way the only way the Warriors would make sense. The only yeah. way the Warriors could get Giannis in free agency is and well, hear me out on yeah, this one, well, is yeah. trade Draymond yeah. to a team who has cap space for nothing, trade Clay off of two terrible injuries to a team who has cap space, and trade Wiggins. Like the odds you can move three contracts for nothing to how acquire many first, him. How many first do you think? I mean, they're giving up the next Probably point. giving up more first trading those guys than first you'd have to give up in a, a sign and trade. So that's yeah. why I'm saying the only way they can really acquire him is in a sign and trade. And to do the sign and trade, he has to be like very, that's where I'm going. Yep. So, um, so I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I do. Yeah. I'm with you. We took different sides a little bit. So I agree on the step side. He has to be, he has to be great again. I, I do think he will be barring health and then you gotta, you, if, if they're going to pick a, a package, I think there's not going to be someone that's better. There's no package right. to me that's better than a James Wiseman that looks really good and then a future Minnesota lottery pick because uh, – and, and like you are saying, Toronto has a great shot at it. Miami has a great shot at it because they've cleared cap. Um, they, can, they, can get, they can get cap space easily even if they don't have it, right? Like Miami, they can get it easily. That bad right. out of bio can, extension is not a problem. So the Warriors are going to have – and again, again, it's like AD. If Giannis wants to come to the Warriors, he's going to the Warriors. He's going to the, like, it's what Giannis wants. If he wants to go to the Warriors, he's going to the Warriors. There's no way around it. Um, but it's on Giannis. Does he want to or does he want to wait till free agency? If he wants to wait till free agency, then the Warriors are going to be, uh, I don't know if we can do that. So, yeah, these next few weeks are going to tell us a lot. That's why um, this whole season is. That's why everything for me comes back to Steph. Like, I do think if Steph plays on a team where he's the undisputed best player, a lot of the the good vibes and the fun that comes with Steph will start showing itself. And then they become a player. And even if it's not Giannis, it'll be someone else, you know? So everything goes back to Steph basically being healthy and kind of reminding people, hey guys, last year was just a freak injury. I'm still that guy. And the Warriors are still the Warriors. Like, because end of the day, if Steph is injured all year, no one's going to really want to come here. And it has nothing to do with what they think of Steph, like career-wise. It's going to be about the fact, well, man, I don't know. It, it feels like his time is over and I respect him, but I should probably play with someone who's more like in my career arc, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll see how it goes. I I think that of the teams, and I think there's three, Sam, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the top three would be in no order, the Warriors, the Toronto Raptors, and the Miami Heat. I agree with that. Um Dallas has an intriguing talent um, kind of equation to throw in the mix, uh, but I don't know that he wants to be in Dallas. He seems like a guy who wants to be on the coasts. Um, and, yeah, you're right. Like, the one thing we do know about Giannis is he does seem to – 
be more interested in like culture and like a team vibe as opposed to, all right, me and uh, me and me and Chris Paul are going to go team up on the Knicks or something like that. Like, I don't think he's interested in starting his own team as much as finding the situation that fits his personality. And like, quite frankly, Toronto and Miami both have excellent coaches Excellent cultures. Yeah. They have a lot of things going for them. They just neither of them have a player who's as good as ne- Steph Curry. Neither of them have Steph. Yep, that's that's the problem. Neither of them have Steph, and neither of them are going to be able to give value back to Milwaukee the same way that, in my opinion, that the Warriors are going to be able to give. Absolutely, unless yeah, yeah unless you give them Bam out of bio, right? Then it's like, and, I, and then why would you? Why would Giannis go there? <laughs> they're, if, if they're right, giving, right. It's like, well, well, that would make no sense. But Tyler again, hero, <laughs> hometown yeah. boy going to, back to Milwaukee. <laughs> Tyler Hero ranked ahead of head of Andrew Wiggins. Um, certainly an interesting um, ESPN rank kind of thing. We'll see where Steph lands. But all right, well, we'll see what happens with Giannis in the next 11 days, 12 days, 11 <laughs> days, 12 days. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. For all we know, he signs tomorrow, and this is pointless. But I actually do think it applies to other players too. Um all right, we, before we uh, we finish up here, I want to give the uh, listeners a taste of the premium. So uh, via the Discord channel, TJ asked an interesting question. I want to get your take on it. So who is going to make the biggest year two with the Warriors offseason leap? Um, so that's their second year with the Warriors, not just second-year players. Right. Wiggins, Poole, Marquise Chris, Eric Paschal, or... Our, our guy, the number one boy, Alan Smiley-Geach. I've been on record saying that I think Andrew Wiggins is going to have the biggest breakout year of, of any of the players. He's been in the system uh, a year now. Uh, he has the best handle. He can take it to the rack. He most can talented. shoot. Most, right, most talented player. He's also getting paid $30 million, but I'm throwing that out the window, right? He has the most talent. He's going to have more space than he's ever had. The four quarters that he played with Steph against Toronto tell me that he should average 20 points and should play very good defense. Andrew Wiggins should be the guy. I want to say Eric Pascal, but I'm hoping you pick him so you can talk about him. I was actually going to pick Wiggins, but I'll give you the Pascal case because he, he – I can make – actually, no. You know who I'm going to make a case for? Marquise oh Chris. Oh, boy. Okay. I think Marquise Chris played really well for them last year offensively. I know he can fit the team offensively. He's also been working out in the facility and around the team the whole offseason. Wiggins is not. Wiggins has been doing the private circuit in L.A., which honestly might be better, to be honest, higher-level competition. But Chris has been one of the guys who's been kind of most around the Warriors um, he's only 23. He turned 23 la- over the summer. I think people don't realize he's younger than Eric Pascal. It's kind of funny, right? Because he he just kind of flamed out with the Suns, and once you flame out, you're a, you're a bust, right? So you you often forget, like maybe he just came out too early. Um, I'm sure he's not regretting collecting those lottery pick tra- checks, but. <laughs> um, um, he, he seems like he's coming into his own and I'm really curious because I think he's been working on his defense. He wasn't a good defender last year, but I'm wondering if he can become a competent defender because if he can become a competent defender, he's objectively a good offensive player for the Warriors. And I think he has a shot to be better than he seems a little written off by Warrior fans in terms of impact. Am I saying he's going to turn into Draymond Green? No, come on. 
you know, but like, I think he can become a positive defender and a big time offensive contributor. And he might end up being a steal for them because the, the physical talent goes without saying, I mean, he's an incredible athlete for a six ten guy. Um, he was blocking a ton of shots at the end of last year, the finishing and the offensive stuff goes without saying, and he really likes playing for the Warriors. So I think, I think he's going to surprise people in terms of being beyond the, 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 the good story that like, Oh, he found a place he could actually take a step. I like that. I like that. I, I, I brought up Pascal because I do, I do think we talked about this earlier. He is just not getting any type of fluff pieces. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think fluff no. pieces are, are done by media because like, well, number one, Raymond Ritter, head of me, head of PR for the Warriors. Yes. Write this about Jordan Poole. Write this about Alan Smilek each, right? Um, so I think that that doesn't matter just because we're not hearing anything about Eric Pascal. doesn't mean that he hasn't taken a step forward. I also think that he's the guy that they need the most to step forward out of these guys, outside of Wiggins, obviously. But they need Eric Pascal to be a very good rotation player. Um, he's going to be the one that's going to be scoring in the second unit along with, you know, someone like Wiggins. Um, and they're just going to need him to be better. And, and they don't need him to be, I mean, even if he kind of stays who he was, it's still right. very good. If he can change his play a little bit. And the problem was with him playing with Draymond is that they're just kind of so similar and Pasco needs the ball. So neither much. of them are really the three either. That's the thing yeah. is they're both fours. So, I like that. I do think Pascal will get will be better. I think he was good last year. Yep. He was objectively a steal. He was a fine for them. And if he can turn himself into being a plus defender, which I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Average, maybe that's 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 hope for average. That's a big deal. That's a big deal because he can score the ball, you know? Like I'm just gonna look for does the defense improve or the shot improve? If either one improve, he's a very good player. Uh, yeah. If neither improve, he's still a good player. And he's still a useful player in the rotation. But if one of those things improve, he can actually be a guy who closes games. You can actually go – if he becomes a – I hate – I don't want to call him P.J. Tucker because he won't be that good. Um, but, like, you know, if he could become an above-average defender, you can start doing the small ball lineup with Pascal and Draymond together to close games because you got Wiggins and Oubre on the wings, and all of a sudden it's Steph and a bunch of six, seven dudes with seven-foot wingspans. Um, all that's dependent on Pascal's development, and, um, you know, he's going to be an important part of where this team goes forward. Mentally, I'd like to see where he's at. Right, Ment- mentally, how is he processing the game? He is older. He played for Villanova. He's like a classic Warriors guy, right? In that he should be super smart with the way he plays. I saw a clip yesterday of him getting a rebound, going down the court, and passing to Steph for a three, which is like classic Warriors smart play. Like, yeah, the most Draymond Iguodala play of all time. Right, get down the court. You have like kind of Fine a half. Con- <laughs> Steph. You kind of have a half contested layup, but fuck it. Like just give it to Steph because that's you know, the value of that shot is much higher than, than you going in for, for a layup. Um, can he do that? Is that something he's better at um, or can do? And then, and then can he play off the ball or more off the ball than versus on the ball? Because Pascal is so good, I think, at isolation for a rookie um, that, like, he's going to want to do that a lot. But that might not be how the Warriors, you know, that's not how the Warriors play. So can he be someone that plays off the ball a little more? Um, with with Bazemore and Wanamaker and, and Ubre, right? And those guys off the bench. Can he do that? I, I want to say yes, because he's played on such a smart 
Um, he's played on such a smart college team, and he doesn't seem and like it that should one be, that's dumb. It should be noted at the end of last year, he was racking up assists. Um, I don't think he'll ever be the passer Draymond is because Draymond's just an objectively amazing well, he's passer. Elite. Yeah, he's elite. But I, Pascal strikes me as a guy that if he plays 30 minutes a game, should get four assists, which is pretty impressive. And he's definitely not a ball stopper is what I'm saying. He can – he can get beyond like the beginning of his rookie year. We saw him just work in ISO and do stuff. And as the rookie went, went on, he started to recognize, okay, if a second guy comes make the pass and that's really all you want. The Warriors have a lot of guys like that. I think, I think um, they have guys that aren't like eight, eight assists a game. Like not like really like maybe Nico Mannion, <laughs> maybe Nico Mannion could be the guy that could be the, the great floor general that the, that the Warriors need. But, right. But outside of that, they have guys that that hey, look, they're not Andre Godala, they're not Sean Livingston, they're not Kevin Durant, they're not sure. even Clay Thompson. But they have guys that can that can make the right play. Andrew Wiggins, I'm going to throw in there. Eric Pascal, I think. What you're to your point, I think Kent Bazemore, right, right there. Brad Wanamaker absolutely can make those plays. So right, that's a nine man rotation there. That's a nine eight nine man rotation. And that's and that's what Steve Kerr plays. wants. Steve Kerr wants a bunch of dudes who can do read and react plays. I, Steve Kerr is not a fan of one guy pounding the ball to get 15 assists he'd rather everyone get three to five you know wow so james harden's not gonna be on this team all right well fair enough <laughs> you never know you never know what, cl- what strip club he's gonna be at next God. um all right do we have anything else before we get out of here and do premium do we have one more topic no we'll leave it here we'll, we'll go to premium um we will be potting at least twice a week um we're, we're shooting for monday and thursday releases during the regular season and premium will be out Wednesday and Friday at minimum. So subscribe, rate five stars. See you after the game.